All right, boys, just listen up for a sec. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. How does that sound make you feel? Give me, give me some adjectives. It's nice. It's kind of like reassuring. Mm. Steady. That sounds like a very accurate kind of... I really like the sound of that mechanism. It's very precise, isn't it? Yeah. It also makes me feel like I, I should be somewhere that I'm not. Like I'm... <laughs> or something what have I forgotten? Kind of running late. Um, but it does sound very nice. I think all of that is very valid, boys. But let me tell you, this is the sound of a British-designed mechanical timepiece from the talented team at Marlow Watch Company, sponsors of this episode. And with Marlowe, each collection is influenced by a historical story of inspiring human endeavour. Now, I've spent some time at their HQ recently because, well, I'm curious about mechanical timekeeping and also how things work. And I can tell you that there is so much very pleasing attention to detail that goes into each and every watch design. Now, these guys are serious about their watches, and you can tell by looking at some of the watch reviews online. I mean, the words quality and value come up time and again. Visit MarlowWatchCompany.com to see for yourself. Marlow Watch Company, time well spent, which I also like to think could be said for this podcast. I've been to football matches as a supporter where I said, you've gone 1-0 down early on and then it's been a pretty rubbish game and you haven't looked like scoring and... It just think, oh, God, we're going to lose this, aren't we? And then in the dying moments, obviously, you get the equaliser and you come away thinking, that was absolutely amazing. You're, you're on cloud nine. I mean, that's, that's classic peak end rule, isn't it? Is the history of goodie bags this someone who worked out this peak end rule that if you give people loads of really cool stuff at the end, then, then they'll leave on a high and be like, oh, wow, that was an amazing event. I did wonder if, if there's a pattern you could measure about if the weather is nice at the end of a holiday versus at the beginning. How do you think back, thinking back on that whole holiday? Hello and welcome to Sketchplanations, the podcast. This is episode 16 and the final instalment of this, our first series. Or depending on which side of the Atlantic your loyalties lie, our first season as such, you may well be expecting a huge finale, and rightly so. Some kind of reward or payoff, some solace perhaps for all the precious time you've invested listening over the last four months, where all the loose ends are neatly tied up, where the good guys get their hard-earned justice, and where the baddies either get their well-deserved comeuppance, or as is often the case these days, where right at the very end the baddies pull out an unimaginable new twist, setting up a whole new storyline, leaving you on yet another cliffhanger for Series 2. Well, there's no such structure in this podcast. No, <laughs> sir. Instead, we're going to use our final episode to reflect on the last four months to do a besties and worsties. And so as not to break the whole purpose of this podcast, we'll of course pour over another Sketchplanations masterpiece. And so for the final time this series, we say hello to the brains of this operation, the heart and soul of Sketchplanations, John O'Hay. And we say hello to the femur and pelvis of peculiarity, the universal hip joint that regularly provides some mostly welcome always unpredictable new directions of conversation, Tom Pellero. Good evening, chaps. <laughs> Good evening. 
Evening, both of you. Ah, how are you guys doing? It's been a little while, actually, because we've you, everyone's been off on holidays. It, it is, and I think we have to start by understanding where you are at the moment, Rob. Well, uh, so, right, so you guys have been off on holidays, right, for the last couple of weeks. I'm now on holiday, but I have found a location where I think I can make it work. I am parked in my car next to a, a 5G transmitter in the French Alps. And so via my phone, I have my laptop and my microphone and my headphones all plugged in in the back of my car. The seat's forward as far as they can to give me some room with one window open. But there's a there's a festival going on down in the village. So there's got a DJ set going. So I'm a bit sweaty in here. (laughs) It's great dedication. Unbelievable. Well done. Thank you. Anything for the podcast. But how how, how are you guys? Have you come back? refreshed from your holidays everyone get get away and get home again safely um yes thank you i've just returned from a week um off grid on an island in scotland yeah um, had the most glorious weather um but lived without phone so no no wi-fi no internet no electricity no running water uh for seven days uh and it was the most fabulous time uh, and the kids had so much fun sailing you know we had to go out and collect the spring water and collect wood to buy for the stove um and it's actually amazing how you can uh live a life and really enjoy it in, the, in without without these sort of necessities of modern day living it's fantastic I, I think it's amazing what you've just done to me because i mean you say uh, like a small remote island but you guys were the only people on this island is that right yes we were the only people there yeah. and we were the only amazing. way you know the only way on and off was was via the boats uh and it wasn't that far out to sea uh, but it was out to sea and we were fishing uh for food we'd obviously taken quite a lot of food uh with us as <laughs> yeah, well how did that go? Uh, <laughs> we didn't have to it wasn't a sort of bare grills experience it was very much a, uh you know middle class well prepared uh event um but it was it was really really cool and i literally didn't read a, a whatsapp a news article an email or anything for for seven days it was brilliant Lovely. Yeah, we we stayed at an airbnb for some of our holiday recently and i i actually asked the host because it was on the coast about fishing i said we're planning to bring in a fishing rod see if we catch our dinner and she was like yeah yeah that should be fine but about fishing there's a pizza restaurant about 10 minutes down the road <laughs> 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 that was, it's good so advice. We did genuinely catch some fish, and we caught a crab as well out, out using uh, using pots and stuff because they've been going there for a hundred years. So they're they're really well. The family are really well prepared on this island. But Jack, my ten year old, he caught a fish on his very first cast of a. I'd been there for about ten minutes, sort of trying. He's like, "Daddy, can I have a go?" So he sort of holds it ready, chucks it out. I just winds it in, and all of a sudden we've got we've we've got a fish. It was it was it was sort of terrifying so and amazing experience. So dogs, it was like ah, what do we actually do? <laughs> I wasn't expecting to catch anything. So when when you say his his first go, uh, like was that his first go ever fishing? Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Oh, my word. So, you know, we then carried on for about an hour and he didn't catch anything. So it's not like he's sort of, of a, a prodigal fish, fisher or anything. But it was genuinely the first time he touched and sort of cast uh, with, a, with a rod. Um, so, yeah. And, and so, so to Jono's question. Sorry, Jono, I spoke over you. What was your question? What was my question? Did I have a question? Oh, I did. Yeah. What did you do with the oh, fish? We we ate. We, we reeled it in. Uh, I then uh, gutted it, deheaded it, um, filleted it, because uh, I do know how to do that sort of stuff. Uh, and then we uh, we actually made uh, made it into little um, fish goujons. They were delicious. Nice work. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah, it was really, it was really amazing. Had them as a starter. 
Wow. Oh, what well, it, so- it sounds idyllic. It sounds amazing. Right? Are you are you pleased to be home, or are you missing the island? A bit of both. Uh, definitely a bit of both. It is quite nice being able to just turn a tap on. Uh, having a shower mm. inside is really lovely without having to sort of warm the water up. And, and you have this pump, uh, and then you'd be sh- you'd be showering like in front of the world, um, which did mean it was a bit chilly, um, but also a lovely experience. Yeah. There's nothing like Amazing. doing something like that to really make you appreciate being home, is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any um any skills or new perspectives that you've picked up on through doing this podcast that came in use whilst you're out there? Uh, so, oh no, you asked that question though. Flotsam yeah. and jetsam did come up. I was able to explain ah. the difference between yeah. flotsam and jetsam because um, the stuff. island uses a lot of kind of stuff that's washed up, and I was able to yeah. explain that you know that fishing crate that's probably actually flotsam rather than jetsam. So technically we should possibly give that back or if we can. <laughs> if, uh, if obviously up. that didn't go down quite so well. Um, but it was yeah, good but by, to be able By to that stage you were using it to heat the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Jono, how was, uh, how was your trip? Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, quiet. Lots of times to sleep. We had a lot of big exploration actually. We um, saw a lot of different parts of Europe that we hadn't otherwise seen. Um, just spent a lot of quality time together we didn't listen to the podcast we listened to over 24 hours of harry potter audiobooks again (laughs) it was great fair enough (laughs) staggering amounts yeah great just time away does give you kind of fresh perspectives on stuff doesn't it Mm. when you when you come back home yeah also makes you really appreciate hotel breakfasts (laughs) just (laughs) of all the highlights hotel breakfasts you know joy Good stuff, boys. Very, very good. Um, so at some point in last week's episode, when we were talking about quotes at the beginning, I kind of felt like I wanted to make it my aim for people to start quoting you guys, Jono and Tommy. And that dream has started to come true. Um, we've had a listener comment in, uh, an email from Anna. Uh, Tommy, the email address that she sent that into would be? Hello at sketchplanations.com. Thank you. And Anna says... In your episode about five ways to well-being, you talk about whether you have any quotes. Well, she goes on to say, I quoted you to my team after the podcast on fungible versus non-fungible goods. And she then sets out the quote. So open inverted commas. The best managers are the people who notice the non-fungibility in people. Close inverted commas. John O'Hay. Ah. It's starting to come true, boys. And and you know what? I think the floodgates have been opened now. People are going to be quoting you left, right and centre. And and if you are, let us know. Let us know. We'd uh, we'd love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for that, Anna. Now, let's move on. If this were a series grand finale episode, by now, just before the first ad break, we'd be at the start of a long story resolution. The main protagonist would have recently regained full hero or heroine status, and you, the audience, would be on the edge of your seats, anxious to know who the killer really was. But we're going to talk about a sketch. Let's podcast. Nice. To round off this series, we're going to talk about Jono's sketch that addresses the peak end rule which states that for our memory of experiences, be they good or bad, what really matters is the peak and the end of said experience. And so with this as the final part of series one of this podcast, 
we really had better make this a belting episode. Otherwise, all the hard work we've put into this point will be wasted. Um, all right then, Jono, over to you. Where did you hear about the peak end rule? What, what was interesting about it for you? Yeah, I, th- I know um, the peak end rule from some work by Dan Kahneman um, and I believe Amos Tversky. And um, his, I mean, it's a fantastic book called um, Thinking Fast and Slow. And uh, the peak end rule is just it's just really interesting. And it's really relevant to so many of our experiences. So you can sort of compare your own experiences to this and decide whether or not you think you think it applies. And we've actually had a few episodes right about how we are feeling about things in the moment. So we talked about the type, the different types of fun. Uh, last week we talked about the five ways um, to well being. Um, but this is really about not not so much our experiences in the moment. This is about how you remember them. So thinking back on past experiences um, and the and the classic effect and why it's called the peak end rule is is essentially you could have some experience and it might be you know fine all the way through, and then you might have another experience where actually some parts of it are much worse than the other one, but it ends really positively or it has a really high peak in the middle even though the rest of it is actually not really fun at all and you'll what the peak end rule says is that you will tend to remember those ones more fondly based on the peak and the end enjoyment than the ones which were sort of steady all the way through um and it and it works in both ways and so there are experiments um on how enjoyable you found something and then and how you consider how enjoyable something was in the past um, but also how unfun thing was or how uh, how painful it was. I give an example in the sketch of a, a classic study which basically had participants sticking their hands in bowls of cold water that was painful. And so the idea was in the, in the experiment, people actually said that if they stuck their hand for 30 seconds in really cold water, um, and that was one one trial and then the other one was if you had your hands for 60 seconds in that same really cold water but finished with 30 seconds of a bit warmer water people actually said that they tended to find the the one where you finished a bit warmer less painful than the other one even though you actually had your hand in cold water much longer and so that's like one of the one of the examples on the on the painful side anyway the peak and peak end rule i think it's just really interesting too when whenever you think about your own experiences um both small and 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 longer going oh well how was the peak and how was the end and how do i consider that when i think back on it it's, it's quite interesting to do i think i've read a little bit about this and i think it says you know to make that kind of comparison or to have an, an assessment on it it does need to have a kind of definite start and a definite end to it so that that experience can kind of be framed kind of can be bookended yeah yeah, a lot of them were from experiments, which obviously have start and end. Um, yeah, it's like, sometimes it's like a period in your life or you were at this place for some time and then you left. Yes. Um, Other times yes. I was thinking sports is one that comes up again, but you know, where you really have a, a defined start and end. And I was trying to think, you know how like devastating it is when people miss a, a penalty in a shootout at the end of a match. Yeah. But what would happen yeah. if you played the shootout at the beginning? <laughs> and then and you if played- it was a draw... You, you took the result you, you of the shootout. Oh my god, that would be way better. <laughs> and, and and I was just wondering, I was trying to go. Well, would you feel less devastated? You know, that penalty taker who missed the last penalty, would they yeah, feel less devastated? Oh. Played the game afterwards, and they feel they've got a chance to try and make up for it during the game. Yeah, 
That's a brilliant idea, Johnny. Why don't we do that? Do you know the comedian Alex Horn? I don't. He's uh, the guy on Taskmaster. Oh, yeah. He um, he did this recently. He put on a charity football match with a load of comedians and kind of celebs and stuff. And they started with a penalty shootout and then played the rest of the game. And there were a load oh. of kind of silly silly rules in and amongst the game as well. But they started with a penalty shootout and then just took that score into the game. <laughs> it's quite fun. Um, I've been to football matches as a supporter where... I said, you've gone 1-0 down early on and then it's been a pretty rubbish game and you haven't looked like scoring and it just think, oh God, we're going to lose this, aren't we? And then in the dying moments, obviously you get the equaliser and you come away thinking, that was absolutely amazing, you're, you're on cloud nine. I mean, that's, that's classic peak end rule, isn't it? Absolutely. absolutely. And actually, Jono, I will never forget uh, in Bath when you were uni together, we were, the five of us kind of went out for a drink and it just so happened there was a Southampton game uh, on the TV. And do you remember it? I think Southampton, it was in the most thrilling, it was like a Newcastle-Liverpool type game. And Southampton ended up losing like 5-4 or something, having been like 4-2 up. And, and we hadn't really got out to watch the game. It just happened to be there. So we were like, oh, I may as well watch it. And it turned into this amazing game. But then just a dreadful, dreadful end, especially for you as a real hardcore Southampton. And it just killed the evening. I remember just like, oh, OK. Well, it's only like nine o'clock. And John is completely depressed. <laughs> and it, it was sort of then when I decided, well, maybe actually football isn't just a great thing to support because it can just ruin days. Yeah. And you were, you but that's were it. So that, that, that's peak end. That, that we've described two of exactly the same thing, uh, one positive, one negative, and, and the effects it has on us. I think that's the thing, right? It, it's actually quite powerful and can have lasting impacts on you. I mean, football matches, hopefully within a few hours, it's worn off. But yeah. Bigger things. I mean, one thing I thought about was different jobs within your career. And if maybe towards the end of your time with a particular company or an employer, things just go a bit sour and you leave and it's not great, that, that could kind of leave a sour taste in your mouth for on, on the whole experience. The peak end rule kicks in again. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's really, really powerful. Um, and I always try very hard to make sure whenever I leave, have left jobs in the past to make sure you try and get to a sort of a decent end um, for, for both parties. And, and when people have left our team, um, I've always tried desperately hard to ensure that we're, we're on at least reasonable terms, because as you say, it can really, really affect uh, your ongoing memory of a, of a role, of a, of a job, which, you know, looking at this peak rate, you could have been there for three years and it ends really well or it ends really mm. badly, it can have a massive effect on how how you remember it completely. I've, I've sometimes wondered, wondered that around, um, if you, if that thing where football players, there have been ones people have like, literally their last game was winning the World Cup. And like, if your last game <laughs> is winning the World Cup, you're clearly like, still an unbelievable player. So there's no reason why you need to stop playing. But yet they, they end on such a high that yeah. they have that, yeah. that glow stays on their career probably and maybe their own reflections of their career for the rest of their life yes yeah, so um robbie as a cricket supporter i'm sure um yeah, with Stuart I, Broad, exactly Tommy. you know we can't exactly we can't not right. have this conversation with without mentioning him john but you know he scored he retired after ashes he, he got the last two vital wickets to to win the game and draw the series and also he hit a six off his last ball it's like 
utter fairy tale uh and and he's retiring like literally at the peak of his game uh and then there's another poor guy bowler um flynn who's recently retired and he's retired just because he he basically just keeps on getting injured and he's been sort of playing for county and him and stuart played really quite a lot of games together but just the difference Mm. of the the public's perception and also their own perception, I'm sure, of their retirements would be just astonishing. With the PK rule, you know, if it's if it's good or bad, especially on those kind of career things there, which are huge parts of our lives, right? If it goes out well, great, you'll remember that and, and that will kind of lodge within you and that will be something really good for your mental well-being. But conversely, if it doesn't go so well, even though it might just be the how you came out and the rest of your career could have been great, that as well is going to stick with you and, and could affect your mental well-being as well. So these things are quite, it is quite powerful psychologically, I think. Yeah, I think it's really important. And thank you, Jono, for, for raising the awareness of this, that we have this kind of emotional feeling to things. So remember that towards the end of something, um, you've got to try and make it as, as good as it can be. Otherwise, it can dr- dramatically, detrimentally affect uh, affect things. I have this a lot with um, going away on holidays. Um, when you're flying home or you're traveling home, you've been, say, to a lovely yes. weekend or week in somewhere gorgeous like Greece or something. You've had the most amazing time. And some highs that you remember uh, but then you always have to come home eventually and that last day that traveling day can be mm-hmm. can be okay and it can be really quite bad i did wonder if if there's a pattern you could measure about if the weather is nice at the end of a holiday versus <laughs> yes. at the beginning like yes. if the, if the mm. weather is lovely for the first three days and terrible for the last three versus it's a bit rubbish, but then it picks up and is gorgeous as you leave. You know, how do you think yeah. back, thinking back on that whole yeah. holiday? Yeah, I think it would. I think it would be one would be a positive, one would be a negative peak end rule. So I was wondering, is that one of the reasons why you have goodie bags at like parties? So people leave on a real high, like, you know, when you have the kids party and you give them a load of sweets and cake and there's this goodie bag. Because um, oh, this cup, this is front of mind, because today we were um, deciding on the goodie bags for, for an event we're doing in September, a new launch event. Hopefully, John and Rob, you're both going to be able to, to come in London for our new product launch. And we've been deciding what to put in the goodie bags, which was like a really big thing of especially beauty product launches. Um, and I was like, is the history of goodie bags this someone who worked out this peak end rule that if you give people loads of really cool stuff at the end, then, then they'll leave on a high and be like, oh, wow, that was an amazing event. Well, I think that's a great segue into another kind of topic discussion of this, because there are ways to design peak end into your experiences mm. or your products or your services or whatever it is. And and it, it happens left, right and centre. I think and one area it happens a lot, I think, Jono, is in UX, right? Designing of user experiences with, with websites and um, online services. You know, you might well be right there. Although I have to say, I've not actively considered the peak end rule while I'm designing my online services, but I probably would if I was worked at a hotel. Yeah, or I managed, or I ran events, just like you're saying, Tom. I know, I know. For example, like Duolingo, right? You know the app on the phone to learn languages. Yes. There's a little chap. There's a little kind of um, character, cartoon character on there, and if you get through your lesson, you know, you get through one module. And you do it well. He'll kind of pop up and say, well done, mate. You've done really well. On to the next one. It kind of gives nice. you a, a nice ending to that thing. It's nice and fun. And um, I think there's another online software I was reading about today. Um, and it's an online software for filing your taxes, right? Oh. Notoriously a, a very unfun thing to have to do. But once you've done it, 
this guy kind of pops up and um, there's a chap at his desk going, yay, well done. And it's like that relief. You're like, yeah, thanks. I've done well there. Yes. And it's that peak end thing that they can just kind of feed in. So you, you can design it into experiences. And I'm sure I'm sure lots of people do this all the time. I mean, I was thinking about films and TV series, how you might design that in and how you might write that. Roller coasters is another thing. Any big yeah. music gig, you know, the, the last the last tune that they play is always massive and there's pyrotechnics and all sorts of stuff going on. Um, so I think it is it is used quite a lot to leave for, a lasting for, for impression. For sure. Johnny, do you use MailChimp at all for your email sending out? Because MailChimp if, if is sending out like marketing emails to big things. And it can be quite daunting yeah. to do and then quite scary. And when you're to the to the MailChimp is always quite amusing because sort of towards the end process, it then puts a blank screen with a big red button in the middle with a sort of high five saying, you know, are you ready to press the big button sort of thing? And you sort of hit this button, you know, you press this button. It's quite sort of um, cartoony. And then it sort of goes high fives. And there's a big sort of high fives that's in the middle of the screen kind of thing. And, and again, a jokey way go, yeah, you did it. And it's sort of really celebratory that you've reached the end of your goal. Um, and most marketing platforms, they're not nearly that fun. Um, and I really enjoy using it as a result of that. And, that. and if that is your last interaction for that, you know, mail thing that you have to send out, then great. You go away going, yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did a good one. It's a bit like... Yeah, it's clever. I mean, we talked last week about how, how learning... And it's actually got a nice sketch called The Learning Pit. How learning itself is not always fun and comfortable yeah. along yeah. the way. But there is there is always that, that satisfaction, assuming you get to the end. When you get it, you understand it or you finish something. And so I guess that maybe that's... Keep, keeps us coming back for more. We forget how hard how hard and uncomfortable it was along the way. And then remember the uh, the satisfaction of of actually once we figured it out or once we've managed to file our taxes or, or complete the next lesson in duolingo and and that leads us on to somewhere Johnny, that um none of us are qualified at all to talk about but i have heard that childbirth can be peak end rule in that quite often at and look, what, what do I know? But uh, I think maybe we just horrendous. Let's not talk about this. It's just, we're just well, it's a horrendously so tough experience. But yet, but yet the, to talk about childbirth. We are. I've been there but, for two. Uh, but yet, I can see what you're trying to Population continues. It's, it's an amazing uh, ending. Ending moment. The payoff yes. is massive, right? And then, and so, so much so that we have been inclined to do it again and again. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't be existing as a human race. I was thinking, I was thinking about the phrase: "Was it rose-tinted glasses?" Where you look back yes. and, on yes. the past and remember the good bits. And actually, there is, I do have a sketch explanation about something yeah. called the, the fading affect bias, which is where, and I think I presume it's you know an, an evolutionary thing potentially, which is the emotional intensity of negative memories fades faster than for positive mm. which is just yeah, generally is a really good thing in life so yeah thank god the emotional intensity of yeah the the times that made us feel worse that fades pretty quick but we still remember the 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 highs over longer than we do the negatives and that, yeah that's perhaps yeah. Some, something like it there i have heard that talked about with childbirth as well and the uh proliferation of the human race Let's move on from childbirth, as we say, we're woefully unqualified to talk about it. I did, I did read about um, exercise classes and, um, you know, if you go to a gym and you do a class and it, it has become a thing where they're designed now 
where at the end, so they're going to work you, they're going to absolutely beast you through that class and you're in pain and it hurts and it's hard. And, and some people really, really love that. But you might not be inclined to go back if, if it was too much for you. And at the end, there's like a five minutes, really calm set, maybe even just concentrate on breathing where you lay down and you get every get get your heart rate back down and it's a moment of kind of quiet contemplation that sends you away going oh actually that wasn't so bad really was it great i'll book up for next week that's a good idea makes a ton of sense sense. (laughs) yeah Yeah. so i started thinking this could be a thing to start thinking about if you're planning an activity for a group like you you could positively try to ensure there's something uh like a big high or something really fun at the very end of it do do you know this kind of no I was going to say it happened to us. You remember when we went for a meal um, in Cannes, Jono, after a big event? It had been a really, really big day. And the meal itself was lovely, but it was quite pricey. And then we went out and we walked along the promenade and we bought some ice creams from like a, um, a street vendor or something. And like, ah, oh, this is lovely. What a great meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. We're designing the future memories of our experiences. <laughs> Exactly. But why not? You know, if, you, if you're organising a, a weekend away or something with a group of friends, just make sure there's something right at the very end of it that's a real positive surprise for everybody. So no matter how well that weekend went, the chances are more people will think better of it when they think back because of the, the old peak end rule. Spot on. It's a really good idea. Yeah. It reminds me of a story chatting to my Australian distributor once where he obviously long flights when you when you work in Australia and you need to travel to Europe or to America they're really long flights um and he said he'd go to when he goes to business in America when he flew back he'd then go in the Australian airport he'd then go and get a massage at the airport and landed before he then went home right and at the time I was like how how the hell do you get away with that with your wife? Like mm. you've been away for five days and you're going to just have another couple of hours at massage at the airport. But it, with the peak end rule, you know, he's had probably a pretty hard flight yeah. to then get a nice massage when he lands and then he's in a much nicer mood as he comes into the house. So maybe there's something really clever about about that, that we must make sure that our return journey from the airport is something is really nice like that you've actually booked a cab or you've gone for a slightly more expensive parking because mm. that extra 50 quid versus the whole cost of a holiday might make a really big effect or that you've got something arranged for when you get home i'm fully subscribed to this maybe maybe hotels get disproportionate value back from the effort they put into breakfast just On the before, last day just before people leave yeah have an have an amazing breakfast and you just i don't i don't remember what the room was like but that hotel was amazing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that would work for the kids, right? It certainly would. It has. It has worked. One thing I'm very conscious about in, this is often in customer service, if I've had a really good interaction, but it starts to go on a little bit long, that does kind of leave me with a peak end of, oh, that could have been rounded off a bit quicker. I'm not sure how much I really enjoyed that. So I'm very conscious of that. And I'm quite conscious about this podcast now as well. (laughs) Is there anything else we want to say that we urgently want to talk about um, on peak end rule? Oh, maybe I, I yeah, just say, I love it, I love I it how say, there's always yeah. good pauses there when people think I've got this to yeah. say is it worth it? yes it is worth it let's go <laughs> it's, it's Jono's don't fill the silence <laughs> go on Jono you know, just make space for everyone no I, I, I was going to say I was going to say one thing that because because the peak end rule is about how we reflect on our past experiences it's curious how 
that is our experience in the moment. And I remember there was another bit in the book by Dan Kahneman about when he said, well, when does your car make you happy if you buy a fancy car or a nice car? Hmm. And he's like, the answer is when you think about your car, which was a surprising one because it's like it's a, you're choosing right now to have to think about your past experiences and that is affecting how you're feeling in the moment and whether or not you're enjoying yourself and i remember i had a housemate once he said well if you have really bad experiences i just always just try not to think about them anymore and and I, there is i think there is something in that i mean it sounds a bit a bit glib like it's hard not to think about a bad yeah. experience it's easy to play it over in your mind but then there is a thing like actually you've kind of got a choice what, what am i doing now am i going to ruin my moment now mm-hmm. and my future by replaying this bad event no i just and so i i, I do I, I channel that sometimes when i find myself replaying maybe it was being stuck in queues on the way back or something like that some rubbish bit i'm like well just let's just forget about that then i'm, I'm going to actively choose to drop that as much as i can for my memory mm. to shape how i'm feeling now and in the future and i think it's not always easy but but in, to some degree you have a little bit of a choice about how you let your past experiences affect your now and your and your future. Um, so I learned that from my housemate, smart guy. Yeah. Well, it's, it's that thing of you don't always have a choice as to what happens to you in life or how people treat you in a in a certain moment, but you do to a point always have a choice as to how you think upon those. Um, I think you know it's very easy for me to say because I've had a very nice life and been very treated very nicely during my life, and there are some people who really haven't had that um, privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when I say, I especially when Jack and Poppy, my kids are sort of fighting because Jack has just said this to Poppy, and Poppy's there, and she's like, "Oh, but he did this," and I was like, "Poppy, you don't have to be angry in this moment. Y- yes, you might not have agreed with what I've just said, but it's your you are choosing now to be upset, and you and you don't have to be." Yeah. Maybe not for the podcast. One I thought you were going to mention when you were getting onto the childbirth was the ultimate happy ending. Maybe keeps people coming back. What? It's the ultimate happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you were going to talk about sex. I was, ah. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if someone would bring up happy ending. I was like, just don't bring that one. John has done it. <laughs> no. no well, we, I'm in control of what we keep in or out this week, so. <laughs> keep yeah, it didn't, in didn't moment, we informally please, agree that we, we wouldn't talk about sex on this on this uh, podcast because bloody hell no <laughs> yes, one wants to hear that swift swiftly moving God. on I, I thought it'd be really nice to kind of round off this series with the, the peak end rule in hope that uh there would be some kind of uh of rub off onto uh, our listeners thinking yeah that was a good series um but what I'm going to suggest is we do now, just to round off um, this episode and to round off the series, is to just have a little, a little bit of time to reflect back on on what we've done over the last four months. And we, we've produced, well, this is episode 16. I mean, there's lots of stuff we could talk about. But I thought it'd be nice to start off just kind of asking ourselves, what, what was it about doing this podcast that we thought might be fun, that we thought we might want to do when we came up with the idea? So, Rob, you, we, we talked about doing this for a, for a while, and the idea of being on a for an hour of a of a Tuesday evening with yourself and John, it was always going to be uh, amazing. Um, but my issue was always what were we going to talk about each week and attaching it to to Jono's sketch relations has just been genius because we've learnt a lot 
Um, hopefully we've helped disseminate some really useful information uh, and we've we've put a little bit of story behind some of them some good stories some some maybe not uh they've been good fun for me anyway i do always wish that i could remember more of my own stories um but that seems to be a bit of an ongoing challenge uh, for myself so um I've, I've loved it i hope that people have enjoyed uh, this series if you haven't caught them all please listen listen back to some of them there's some really good ones what um any any challenges you guys have found in uh in coming together to make this happen i mean obviously we had some sound challenges that we we i think we've overcome them now but you know you guys have made the time as well find the time in your busy weeks to do it is he talking about challenges making the podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's talking about how the fact that we've got over most of the challenges ironically given we can't actually hear it is, is he hanging from sure, the satellite dish yeah he's, he's climbing up the this dish this is very odd so tommy um, you can hear me but johnny you can't is that right it, it's, can just. it's hilarious just about um so hopefully certainly my sound quality ha- has improved um recording at sort of 9 till 10 30 p.m on a tuesday has been a little bit challenging sometimes for my own personal energy um uh, during some of the months but um to have these uh, episodes up and able to listen back to it's been wonderful one of, one of my favorite challenges for you tommy was when um john and i came online to do an episode and we waited around for about five minutes and you didn't pop up um on online on our screen so we started texting no response so we put a call in and you were all yawny and you were just getting yourself ready for bed. You just loaded the dishwasher and getting ready for bed, completely forgotten. I was. <laughs> I completely forgotten. And I think I, I was also feeling that. really quite ill. And I was like, oh, oh I was like literally ready to pass out. Oh, that was a good and one. And then, of course, you get the sort of energy of being on a discussion. And I didn't want that one to end. That was a good one. Did an amazing job. That was a good one. Um, do you know what? I wanted to say thank you to Frank Cinelli for providing the music for the podcast. If anyone is, is interested, Driver is the opening theme, um, the opening song that we've, uh, well, for me, has become synonymous with the podcast. Um, whenever I hear it, I go, oh, podcast. The little um, clip I use between the intro and the main part of the podcast is a song called The Impossible Breaks Free. And Julius plays his winning ace is the music that we use at the end. Um, you can go and find all of Frank's stuff on uh, Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you get your your music from. But I wanted to say a big thank you to to Frankie for that because I uh, I love how we've um, we've integrated music into the podcast. And and this is not the end. We will be continuing. We've already got the dates in our diary, uh, so we're not going to do a kind of Lord of the Rings scenario where the film just keeps on going and going. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Massive thank you to all of our listeners. We're so very grateful that you've tuned in. And um, we really do hope to bring you a lot more fun and uh, and more informative podcasts in uh, in future series. Yeah, thank you very much. And, and an even bigger thank you to everybody who's corresponded with us as well. We've genuinely, I, I just love that. I, I love that people have taken the time to write to us, to share their experiences or to give us feedback on um on the podcast and we've had some lovely lovely messages about that which we haven't necessarily read out um but we've had some lovely messages about um how people are just enjoying the podcast generally it it is so lovely and not at all why we wanted to do this but it does make you feel nice that people have responded in that way so thank you all very very much for all of that i'd be really interested to know if you can hear me in this question John, I'd be really interested to know if you've got something different out of sketchplanations through doing the podcast. Did you hear that, John? I did, yeah. yeah. If, if I think back to 
the beginning when you first suggested it i mean part of me thinks thought it's a bit of a mad idea to make a podcast of something which you is thought it was the dumbest idea ever right? which is like, <laughs> i did a sketch why do we need to talk about it which is all visual yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then i guess a, a, a few there's a few nice things one is that i just reflect on actually it's re- it is really just about sharing the ideas and the visual is a way to do that but but a podcast is a great way to do that and it, and it has been a really nice way to talk about the ideas i'm i'm always really conscious with all of the sketches pretty much that i'm just like touching the surface and there's a real danger of oversimplifying and so i think of them as like a window into something and if you think you're if you're interested you can go dive in and go read more and find out more about it and there's probably a, a world of stuff to to go learn about things and it's really you know it's really difficult to be an expert on all of these things because they're so they're so diverse but so it has been nice to get a chance to talk more about them and i have i mean in some cases during the discussions definitely it's helped me think about some of these ideas differently which is which has been brilliant um and on top of that i've been quite surprised that i've had a really good time talking about these (laughs) these things i mean doing the sketches is quite uh an individual pursuit um it's somewhat lonely just me just doing the sketches and putting it out there and you don't always get a lot of feedback so it's been lovely to chat about them with you guys and actually listening back has it's made me laugh quite a lot <laughs> which is brilliant um and not something you get from just drawing and writing sketches i'm very pleased it's been a lot of fun doing all of that um and so as we move on into the next series uh i just want to keep doing more of that i always just think it's a privilege for any anyone who people talk about the attention economy yes and, people have a lot of places of where you can spend your time these yeah. days and where you put your attention. And so if anybody's looking at the sketches, that's brilliant. And and if this is able to reach some different people or the same people in a different way, then, you know, that's brilliant. And it always, it always feels a privilege. Yeah. Lovely. Well, chaps, with the peak end rule in mind, to avoid this becoming too long an episode in too long a series, I'm going to call proceedings to a close there. That's it. That's series one done. Jono and Tommy, thank you both very, very much for bringing me a whole ton of joy once a week over the last four months. I'm really looking forward to the next series. And finally, once again, thank you, whoever you are out there for listening. Go well and stay well. We'll be back in a few weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Cheers, everyone. All music on this podcast series is sourced from the very talented Frank Cinelli. And you can find loads more tracks at frankcinelli.com.